Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Tonight we'll be discussing episode 209 of Sci-Fi's 12 Monkeys, which aired Monday, June 13th. Just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers over there. If there's a movie or show you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. So, Court, let these people know how they can reach us. Well, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Jindev, and he is Brad ZB. And we try to live tweet when we can, so make sure you follow us there. Also, be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well and to keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. Also, check them out on Facebook. There's a lot of things going on on the Facebook page. And I think they have a new poll that's coming out soon. It, I think it's the Pure Fandom Awards, so keep an eye out for that. That's going to be awesome. Yep, that's in the works right now. Yeah. So this week's episode was titled... Hyena. Uh, in 2016, Jennifer is taking matters into her own hands after going after the tall man when Cole sponges back to help her. Cassie and Ramsey are both looking for revenge as they search for a place called Titan. And Katarina is trying to make sense of a newfound relationship with daughter Hannah. Hannah, on the other hand, is having some adjustment issues to the whole two mommies thing. This episode was directed by Bill Eagles. Of course, it was developed. The show was developed by Terry Metalis and Travis Fickett. The teleplay was by Christopher Monfit and Sean Trada, and the story was by Christopher Monfit. All right. So this week's episode, I think we had two different opinions on this week's episode. I think we did too. But first, let me tell everybody out there, um, next week we'll have an interview for you. Yes, very special guest. We were supposed to do it this week, but we had these technical difficulties that popped up, so it got rescheduled a little bit. Um, pretty much the witness was screwing around with us is what happened. Yeah, they knew we were going to let some secrets out and that we were going to help Cassie and Cole. Right. But so, they were like, nope, not yeah. happening. Shh. But we oh. got it. We got in touch with Jones, and we got everything lined up again. We're going to have the. Uh, we'll be doing an interview next week. Yep, because and, science. Yes, because science, and we'll we'll hope to get a few more. Just so you know, it is a character on Twelve Monkeys. Yes, that's all we're saying. <laughs> no hints. No hints. No hints. Or no. maybe a hint later. Okay, it's, it's going to be fun though. Yeah, it, it'll be great. She is awesome. Ooh. <gasps> Ooh. I said too much. You see what you did there. <laughs> All right, so this week's episode opens up with one of the best scenes ever. And, of course, it's Jennifer-related because she's awesome. Uh, so, Pop Quiz B, you ready? Yes, go. Okay. Of all creatures, great and cuddly, which is the natural predator of the monkey? Uh, the tortoise. Uh, no, that's the rabbit you're thinking about. Oh, that's the rabbit. Well, but it's not Terry. Terry's not the greatest enemy of the monkey? No. No, okay. no, they're friends. They're besties. So how about the uh, hyena? <gasps> yes. Yes, yes. And there are times. These are the end times, tall man. I'm coming for you. Or so says Jennifer. Because you're the, the tall man, too. That was the greatest thing ever. We're just going to phone call you and, and talk smack to you over the phone. That was the best thing ever. And she's do, doing it while he's standing there next to a dead guy. And we're like, oh. Well, so, actually, uh, these are my... Uh, my notes are a little bit screwed up this week because we were supposed to have the interview, so all my notes are screwed up. But the guy who uh, that was that Jennifer's uh, group, the hyenas, killed mm-hmm. off was actually he kind of sort of works for the monkeys at one point. Yeah, he was her doctor. Yeah, he's the one that kind of Doctor Bandolera, I think. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So that's who he is. And did you catch that background music going on? Yes, this? I did. I heard theme song. 
Did you did, do you know the background of that? Yeah, it's it was a, sounded a little twelve monkeyish. It was very twelve monkeyish because, uh, well, Terry tweeted this out during the episode, but the song played was specially written for Jennifer Goings. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, called Free, and it was written by Kelsey Carter. If you forgot or you, you didn't really listen to it too well, go back and listen to it. It's pretty awesome. It's yes. great moment. Great song. Go, go listen. It's awesome. Yeah, she's a very talented girl. Yes, she is. So Jennifer's breaking everybody out of the asylum. It's It was so great. Yeah, she needed her girl gang. So, of course, where else would you go to get some very daring folks but an asylum? Exactly. I mean, they're not the most rounded people ever, but eh, it's good. Yeah, but who else would believe you if you told them that the world was going to end and there was time travel? Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, because I missed it the first time around. I, I was in and out of the room, and I thought they were going to have the press conference, and the hyenas were going to give the press conference. And I'm like, how is this going to work? I don't understand. Who's going to believe them? But then they showed the Oliver guy. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, they did get Oliver in there to uh, do the press conference. Yeah. Which was interesting. I was kind of going, okay, so we're jumping ahead but to that point. But still, I was at the point of going, well, how is he going to, you know, he's not going to be able to reveal all this stuff is happening. Something's got to happen. Yeah. But the whole fact that the pallet man had no problem blowing up a hospital was interesting. Oh, Yeah. That was very, 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 that was crazy. And that goes back to Jennifer's line at the beginning of the episode and why I think she went and got the hyenas. She Remember she tells Cole at one point, crazy is as crazy does, and this crazy is getting shit done. Yes. And technically, she did get a lot done, well, even though uh, they went very far. Well, they had been. They had been terrorizing the, the monkeys for, you know, the better part of the year or whatnot. Yeah. And had blown up like five plants or something like that. I mm-hmm don't have that written down right here but it was something close to that yeah so they had been getting on the pal guy's nerves and he speaking to him he actually started to embrace technology this episode oh uh, yes he did and had the computer similar uh, running on the back going over the map or you know the words of the of the witness mm-hmm. so they're kind of breaking that down trying to figure out what's in that torn piece that's missing i don't know that's the whole. Th- it's. I think that's going to be a big part of. Oh yeah, for sure. Up there, and only to find out who's going to have that piece. I think somebody's going to come up with that little piece in the map. Will it be Sam? Do you think it'll be Sam or Eklund? Oh, that's our theory. I, I'm still banking on Eklund coming back, just because I, I love Michael Hogan so much. Our our theory of that Sam got zapped back into the past, and uh, David Eklund was already back there, and he's the one that helps him out. Well, no, he he's in some red place. He's in the the he's in that that middle place where the past and present existed. Somewhere down the line, it, it's weird. I don't know, but that's where he is right now. Right, he's in some weird limbo place. Yeah, I'm still I'm still with you on that. I still think Eklund's still alive, even though he got burned up by the radiation. I'm still holding up hope that he's still alive. I'm, I'm hoping he got zapped to the same place that that Sam got zapped because I just want Jones to be so happy, like. She's so tortured already, well, and she has Hannah back, see, which is awesome. See now, even you though it has about, some issues going on with that, but 
that scene that we got at the beginning of, of a couple episodes ago with her and Jones, I mean, her and Eklund, mm-hmm. that was awesome. Like, she had her hair down and everything. And I know she can't be too, too happy because then it wouldn't be our Jones. But, like, he was a great fool for her. And I just, I missed that. Well, this is one of the things you got to think about. If, it, and I'm, we're really stretching with this Eklund card. I know. We're just doing it because he is who he is. But, you know, if if Terry, you're listening, go with, listen to this part. So if Eklund got... <laughs> taken back into he got burned up by the by the radiation mm-hmm. and say that put him back in time or say that did something to him that means that also one of the messengers who was going back who jones kind of fried did get sent somewhere also right oh, i don't know i thought so they that, got way fried well i don't, so, I don't think because she did something so that it wouldn't work at all like they got blown the hell up well that's what's what happened to Eklund too i'm just saying it's theoretical that it could happen i maybe possibly uh-huh. the their Eklund's freedom fighting with the uh, uh against the the monkey that got the uh, witness not the monkey yeah the guy who got sent back in time right. I, it, I, they're probably both dead, though, and we'll probably just go in and live with that. Yeah, but, we will, because it's such a great show where they have a cast of characters that are really strong. Like, it doesn't matter who's on screen. Remember last season where it was just mostly um, Aaron Stanford and um, Amanda's characters? Right. Cassie and Cole. And they, they were the show, and, of course, everybody else was mostly supporting to that. But they really beefed up the rest of the characters this season, and I, I love it. It had, it's really jumped up into the point of like a lot of other sci-fi uh, shows on right now. Well, no, this is my number one sci-fi what, no, time what, travel what, show. What I'm saying, though, is it's kind of ro- moved into that role of the other sci-fi channel shows that are on right now oh, that yeah. have a group of characters, and there's kind of sort of the lead character, but the lead character really doesn't matter because everybody else is so strong on the show. But I think this one is even better because some of those other shows, like the one I know you're talking about, like I don't like that one guy right. on that other well, show that we love. No, like I, he's okay, but he's annoying. But everybody else is awesome. No, but I, on this show, everybody's really cool. But like on Dark Matter and on you know, Kill Joys. Oh, Kill Joys and, and The Expanse. The Expanse. Oh, my God. And, Sci-Fi is doing so well. Yeah. And those are all shows that have a – a lot of people, and you think you know who the lead character is, but everybody else kind of works into it as well. It's that whole idea of the Scooby Gang and ensemble now, right? It really works out, and I like that a lot better than having like one person who's in command of everything. Yeah, so, or like you're just following them. Exactly. So let's jump back in here again. Let's see who we want to talk about first. Who do we want to talk about first? So the mission. So at the top of the episode, after we get the Jennifer stuff and we find out what the mission is, we find out that there's one more primary left to save. Yes, And you you kind of talked to me a little bit about that. You were texting me about it, where you think that person was. You said it was something about New York. I I missed that. They did say that the primary, the last primary was in uh, New York. And I had read this earlier today. Or earlier yesterday or somewhere like that. But they did say that the last primary was in New York. And uh, Cassie is also from New York, by the way. Yes, she is. So that's where she's from. That's something to think of. But but wouldn't she know that she's a primary? I don't necessarily. I don't think she's the primary. I just think there's some tie-in with her. Yeah, because something's going on with her. We, We talked about this a little bit where... 
Cole was like towards the center last season, but like her story is more front. Her, her and Jennifer, their story is more front and center than his is. Exactly. This yeah, this is what I was like. like Cole, as the lead character, has mm-hmm. taken a step back and to other people have come to the front more. This is now, now we've kind of reached this little period in the show where Cassie and Ramsey are more lead than Cole is. I mean, Cole oh is doing God. stuff. But even even Jennifer, I mean, it's, it's everybody's doing stuff. Yeah. But I do think that Cassie has some tie-in to the primary that's in New York that she doesn't know about yet. But it's gonna it's gonna come into play there. Yeah. And they also said that the primary was back there. It was it was in fifty, what did they say fifty nine or something like fifty. I think fifty seven. And if you remember right, when Is it, Olivia, was that Ag Cone? <laughs> no. When. when <laughs> I, when Olivia went back was talking to the witness, there was that little marking that was on the wall that said, we lived here from 1957 to 1961, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to have something to do with it. Okay. Like she may actually see the, the bill, the original house mm-hmm. that the witness was in that she's being taken to. Interesting. That's where I'm going on a theory. So we'll have to see how that works. Yeah, definitely. I do think our agent guy, uh, whose name I just forgot because now you got me thinking of him playing a totally another character. He was in another show the other day, and I said Cone again. He will always be Agent Cone to me. I'm sorry. Well, he is, you know, we met him back in 1944. Yeah. I think he is still with the FBI, and he is going to come into play, and I totally see him coming up again in this series because he would still be working for them, I think. And he, he I don't think he really dropped the whole uh, Cole as a time traveler. I think he's working with Cole or or will at least know when he's there. Yeah. Jay Carnes, and he played Professor Thomas H. Crawford. I thought he was the FBI agent. Oh, he's both. I didn't know he was both. I just thought he was the FBI agent. I forgot he was a professor, apparently. Huh. I missed him. Interesting. So, yes. Thomas Crawford. No more Agent Cone. Thomas Crawford. Next time I say Cone, you say Thomas Crawford. Okay, I will do And that. you people who are listening, the next time I say Cone, you yell at the whatever and say, no, Courtney, it's Thomas Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how well that works out for you. <laughs> Hopefully. Or tweet me. Or tweet Thomas me. Crawford. Yes. So Hannah returns the blanket to Jones. Oh, that was a great moment, and it really – that was a good moment. Last week when it ended, we were all emotional and we saw Hannah hug her and like kind of recognize who she was in her life or at least that she was her mother. And of course this week that kind of threw me when she gave her the blanket back. Um, and apparently Jennifer told her this great story of how she found her. Like she was uh, riding the back of a swan down a river that carried her to Jennifer. And that's how she came into Jennifer's life. But all of a sudden, no, honey, sorry. That's not how that really worked. Your real mother created a time machine and she came back in time or she sent people back in time and they switched things up. And that's how you got saved. And that ha- that's how I got you. And Hannah's, Hannah's like, um, I like the swan story better. <laughs> and what kid wouldn't like the swan story better? Oh, the swan story is a lot better than your mother was screwing around with time. And, you know, uh, you were supposed to have been dead, but now you're alive. Yeah, and time apparently kills. Science kills. Yes. Occasionally, science kills. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a really... Gr- I, I like their arc in this, in this episode uh, for Hannah. You can see that she was really curious about her dad. And 
I had completely forgotten that um, Jones's husband helped Ramsey way back when with the with the first time machine. I'd completely f- forgotten him. And yeah, what's he doing now? Huh? Helping build Titan. Yes. Speaking of Titan, mm-hmm. Cassie and Ramsey, of course, they know that that's somehow connected to the witness, and they are trying everything they can to locate whatever clues they can, but they can't figure anything out. And um, Ramsey asks Cole to ask older Jennifer about it, and older Jennifer has that, that flash forward or whatever it was. She has a, a vision, and she's like, nope, Titan means death. You guys stay away. He's like, do whatever you got to do. Protect them. Keep them away from Titan. So do you, do you think Titan's going to have something to do with whatever eventually takes old Jennifer away from us? I don't want that to happen. I love Jennifer. Uh, it's according to, uh, it's not that far away in the future, honestly. I know. I it's know. Like it's literally coming. right around, it's like a couple days away. It's kind of yeah. where they're at now. Yeah, but since she knows about it, can't she avoid it somehow? I mean, I know those are the rules. Will she? And I, I appreciate the rule book on 12 monkeys i love it very much i i apply it for your other shows <laughs> but i would break that rule whatever rule just for jennifer and they kind of broke it for hannah a little bit a yeah, little bit yeah so i guess and ramsey like he was supposed to die well see this brings up another point too um we'll, we'll go with talk, going to see the the keeper so cassie and ramsey go see the keeper and mm-hmm. she takes off her mask so she's not that concerned. But then I was thinking, why should she be concerned? She already knows when she dies. Mm-hmm. Or does she? So she knows that she's supposed to die in 2016 or whenever that was she's giving. The time now when she gives Cole the note and contacts everybody. So does Cassie in the past pull a Hannah? Whereas I can see that. She needs, okay, Cole needs to think she dies, but it ends up that Cassie's actually immune, which is why, and she's known she's immune, which is why she's not wearing her mask anymore. Yeah. Because she knows she's not immune. She only wears it when she goes outside, and she's with Ramsey right now, and Ramsey's like, whatever, you know, you're good. <laughs> I don't like you either. <laughs> so is she doing that, or is she at the point where she's like, well, I'm not I need I am needed in the past in order to get this whole ball rolling. I can't die in the future because if I die in the future, the past doesn't happen. Right. Which then leads me to the question of when Jennifer tells uh Cole the when old Jennifer, 2044 Jennifer, tells Cole the little quote that he then quotes to young Jennifer in 2016, who told the quote originally? Uh, maybe it was Cassie. <laughs> You know they're BFFs. Well, no, it's just like Jennifer told Cole to tell Jennifer the quote. Where did that come from? It's the never-ending loop. It's right there. Where did it? How did it start? Is that the wise man quote? Yes. Yeah, Still. wise man. A wise man once told me that there are many endings, but the right one is the one you choose. Exactly. It was Eklund. But <laughs> no, there's no, no Eklund. It was there's, Sam as a grown up. That's Sam. But still, Jennifer told it to Cole. Cole never heard it before. Cole told it to Jennifer. Yeah. It's a loop. And that's the yeah. first time she heard it. So, yeah, there you but go. But the other thing about Jennifer is remember, she's a primary. So, like, things are kind of fluid with her. Like, she'll get glimpses of the past and future. So, she that's a, that's a line that she could have gotten from anywhere okay. in any experience I throughout will, time. I will buy that and go for that one. Yeah. Like, 
That's our primary superpower, dude. Okay. I'm fine <laughs> with that one. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. So th- this partnership between Ramsey and Cassie, last week we saw Cassie go into her room and then I just thought all the wrong kind of things were going to happen and Ra- Ramsey was going to do something completely stupid. And of course she's the badass and she's like, uh, no, you don't want me. Not really. We want to kill the witness. So let's get it together. Let's get our crap together and let's go after this joker together. And so this week their truth held and it was really awesome, but they're off to see. Did you sing in your head like off to see the keeper, like <laughs> off to see the wizard? Tell me, you, you sing it in your uh, head. They were you? following the path, so you know. You did, you did. Yeah, they were. They were on the yellow brick road, but it was awesome. It was good. So they were off to see the keeper, and the keeper was really cool. And I've seen the actor in so many different things, right. and he's like, uh, I, "I'll give you what you want, but you need to do this lie protect lie detector for me." And he started asking them different questions. And for whatever reason, he's like, well, why do you hate each other? And they give an answer that I don't expect at all. Initially, Cassie gave the answer that I really thought it was. Well, she hates Ramsey because she blames him for working with their enemies. And then that leading to so many people dying and the virus getting out. But of course, that's not quite the truth. We find out that they're both super jealous of each other because of each other's relationship with Cole and the fact that he's so loyal to both of them. And of course he's also loyal to Jones and Jennifer. Like Cole is just loyal to everybody in his circle. And I guess they're all secretly jealous of that. So I guess they're also jealous of Jennifer too, but Cassie doesn't hate Jennifer because they were able to bond. So does Cassie and Ramsey working together now mean that they'll stop hating each other? They'll bond like she and Jennifer did. I don't think so. I think their car ride home was very quiet. It was. It was. Like, I still hate you. I hate you, too. Right. They just admitted why they both hate each other. And it's never going to change because it's the whole yeah. thing with Cole. So that's never going to change. Yeah. I do like they, they kind of teamed up against Cole in the beginning of the episode. They were like, uh, so you get to go have your revenge, but we have to wait. I do think, though, that the 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 message that the Keeper printed out for them Mm-hmm. is really going to come into play. And I think it's actually going to end up being about probably somebody in the time travel that went back and with Titan. It's it's going to tie in some way. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be necessarily all about Titan, but I think it's going to evolve into them going to look and they're going to find somebody who gets busted, like, you know, Ramsey or something or Cole gets busted and yeah. they're actually part of what they're reading and going, crap, we just read this. We should have yeah. known. Well, something's going to have to lead them back to the fact that Sam isn't dead. Like, for some reason, I thought, I guess because we know where Sam ended up, like, they think he's dead. And that's why Ramsey is so, um, he's, he's, he was done last week. He was ready to be dead, basically, after he took out Cassie. Um, but at some point in time, they have to figure that out, too, that Sam is alive somewhere in time or in, in limbo. Right, eventually that has to come into play, but how how is that going to happen? That's I don't question. know. I either he it all depends on where he's at. We don't even have a clue where he is at in time. He's in nowhere in time. He's in limbo. Is he in limbo? That's the question because Yeah, because when they sh- when they showed the scene and everything, like there was no time. Like it was it was fluid. I think it was more or less there was no time because he was zapped back, and it wasn't a set time. Because every time we, every time we time travel with the machine, 
they know where they're going. It's a time. Mm-hmm. When he was zapped back due to the overload, he was just dumped out at some random place that they don't know when it is. I see. I that thought of it right. as being that in between place where time and well, where past, present, future they coexist. Okay, well, that's your take. My take was just you didn't know where he was. But I like your way. Your way is good too. We'll go with that. So is yours. Fine. One of us is right. Okay, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. uh, So Eve Harlow, one of the hyenas. Did you recognize who she was immediately? I did. (laughs) See, I I knew her face, and I was like, "Oh my god, I know her from somewhere. I know her from somewhere. Where do I know her from?" And I was like, "Wait a minute, that's Maya from the One Hundred. And then she was also in uh, Heroes Reborn. What got me was Heroes Reborn, because that's exactly where I recognize her from at first, because yeah. she wasn't as dirty and grungy as she was in, yeah. you know, with the 100. Yeah, well, she did not like Cole joining their girl gang. No. And you know things weren't going to go well when she threatened Jennifer's number one crush. No, not at all, but Jennifer kind of lost it a little bit on that. Yeah, um... I guess that that was her first foray into building up something like that, building up the group. And I guess that was what she did before she got her daughters. Well, she, I wonder if she had something after the hyenas. Well, she yeah, she kind of lost control of it and left. And, you know, eventually all the hyenas evaporated when the building yeah. blew up. Oh, yeah. And that was one of the key parts in her storyline because she even asked that before when she was like, okay, where, what did we do last? You know about the hyenas? Oh, no, yeah. you don't know about the hyenas. So yeah. she had already done that. And I think she learned everything she needed to know about the hyenas to start with the daughters. Right. Where you don't recruit the craziest people in the world, but you do, you know, you, you get people and you help them and stuff like that. I still get a kick out of the fact that Cole brought her Terry and she's like, I can't keep care, keep track of, uh, keep care of anybody. And, but we know Terry's still alive in 2044. Yeah, Terry and Hannah and all her other daughters. But mostly Terry, because Terry's been there since the start. <laughs> yes, this is true. Terry was a was a, a flyer on the side of a telephone pole, so he's got it going on. Yeah. Or a turtle. Tortoise. Big guy. Very cool. Uh, a couple more things. So we saw Olivia this week. She she's paralyzed and I, she is no longer the the leader of the twelve monkeys. Thought for sure she was dead. I thought she was dead too. I thought she was going to be dead after this episode too because she was like, "Beware the witness lies." She's having a bigger issue with this whole thing than the pallid man is. She yeah. just had her whole faith corrupted and it all fell to pieces. And he's like, "I'm good." Yeah, I, I think for her, it. like she's not understanding how all these changes could be taking place. Like Ramsey shouldn't be alive, but he is. So what? What else was not true? What is? Mm. What else isn't real? Right. What else has a witness lied about? Yeah. Pallid man's good to go with it though. So. Oh yeah. And his whole, you know, I could suffocate you and kill you right now if I wanted to. Yeah. Oh, my favorite scene, of course, was when a uh, Cole busted. He was like, "Well, we're here to protect you." Like he's there to protect the pallet man mm-hmm. from the hyenas. Oh my god! That was a this was just a great episode. I actually enjoyed this more than the Groundhog Day episode, which was amazing. But I, there was something about this episode I liked a little, a little more, just a little, a little more. It was the hyenas. Face it, it was. I think it was the hyenas and the fact that Jennifer was all over this episode. She was in that one too, but she was all over this right. one. Yep, I agree. She was all. She had it going on this episode. 
So you got anything else on this one? I think we said all our Jenniferisms. Uh, there was another one. Perception, oh, perceptions versus distractions. You keep watching the ball when you should be watching the hands. She tells Cole when they're having that conversation very early in the episode. But even then, then, she knows that, you know, there's nothing Cole can do. It's going to happen. Yeah. Even though they have saved people before, but still, that, that whole thing had to happen that way. So, we'll have an interview next week. As long as everything goes fine, I'll, I'll find out more about that, but we'll we'll still end up having it. If not, we'll have something else for you. Uh, Courtney is going to be putting out a post on purefandom.com probably tomorrow. Yes, probably tomorrow. It'll be some exclusive pictures from next week's episode. And um, if you keep an eye on Pure Fandom or even download the app and um, just keep an eye on that as well, uh, some things will be coming out. I put out an exclusive video this past Monday for this past Monday's episode, and that was a scene with Cassie and Ramsey. Right. So if, they get, if I get anything else more like that, I'll make sure I post it as soon as I can. And, of course, we'll tweet it out and um, put it on the Facebook page, but still keep an eye on the website, purefandom.com. Yeah, purefandom.com or, or get the app. On, it's available on the Google Play Store and available on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And we'll have all that up there for you. And then we'll be back next week and talk about other stuff. And we're actually, if you're watching The Last Ship, or, well, it has to start this weekend. If you're watching that, we're going to uh, be doing a review on that one as well. Yes, we are. And I'll be doing recaps on Mr. Robot. And I'm trying to make sure to see if I can get somebody to do a Mr. Robot podcast with me. Yeah. And I promise not to talk too, too much. So that won't go on forever and ever and ever, even though it's an awesome show. (laughs) Oh, also make sure you check out the new pictures that I posted on Pure Fandom for that as well from this upcoming season. I am ex- I'm excited for the season of uh, Mr. Robot. I was just watching um, the latest trailer. Oh, my God. Crazy. When does that Insane. start? Awesome. Uh, I think around the 12th of July. Okay. I have to double check. All right. Well, that's good. So if you're not there already, head on over to purefandom.com. Great writers over there. And you can find out a whole bunch of our stuff there. So... We'll talk to you all next week. Latest, guys.